Given the high levels of gender-based violence in the country at the moment, there are many calls from various uh, quarters uh, saying that they should, in fact, bring back the death penalty. Because as we know, we would have learned by now, in S versus Makonyani, the Constitutional Court abolished the death penalty, um, and that was under the interim constitution. The court found that it violates the Bill of Rights, and in particular that it amounted to cruel and, and inhumane punishment against the particular individual who is uh, subjected to the death penalty. Now, there are a lot of people who argue for the death penalty, and their arguments are grounded, for instance, on the basis of religion. So a lot of people will say an eye for an eye, um, and say that you can look at the biblical text as justification for a uh, for allowing the, the the death penalty for legalizing the death penalty. Other people will say the best way to prevent crime uh, is to uh, execute an offender. Um, another argument will be that if if people are uh, if the death penalty is brought back and people are subjected to the death penalty, that other criminals will be afraid to commit similar crimes for fear that they too would be subjected to the death penalty. In other words, that the death penalty in and of itself has a, a deterrent value and will help to deter crime, and in particularly uh, gender-based violence, for instance, would help to deter this um, high levels of very violent, very uh, gross, mm-hmm. grossly violent crimes. Um a lot of people will make uh, economic arguments around the fact that it costs the, the amount of money it costs the state and the taxpayer in order to ensure that a prisoner is able to uh, 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 able to undergo a life imprisonment. Um, other arguments is around what if you have an individual, you have, for instance, a pathological individual who shows absolutely no sign of being sorry for their crimes, that it would rather be better to um, execute that person. And then there's in general a, a stronger call being made that uh, South Africa as a country, as a country that is plagued by violence, that there's an obligation on the side of the state to make a huge step and a huge statement uh, in favor of addressing crime and that huge step and that huge statement and that symbolic gesture against um, fighting back against crime, turning the tide on crime could come in the form of the legalization of the death penalty. But of course, as much as there are voices for the death penalty, there are equally loud voices against the death penalty. Um, and one of the reasons uh, is that the death penalty is final. So what you often see in, the, in the, the states, for instance, where there are many states that still practice the death penalty or a number of states that still practice the death penalty is that you often see people that have been on death row who are subsequently exonerated by virtue of scientific evidence or other evidence that only came to life after the fact. So one of the arguments about the death penalty is it's that it's final, it's irreversible, and if some type of evidence were to come back, come to light after the fact, you're not able to rectify any mistakes that might have been made in the criminal justice process. Um, there, of course, are arguments uh, controversial around the particular uh, convicts right to life and right to dignity as of course those who are pro-death penalty would argue that the criminal in committing their violent crimes had foregoed their right to life and foregoed their own right to dignity but obviously the anti-death penalty arguers will say that uh, subjecting someone to the death penalty violates their right to life and violates their right to dignity. Another anti-death penalty argument is that uh, it's a very arbitrary sentence to impose because remember 
uh, under our common law, it's left to the judge's discretion as to the type of sentence that would be imposed. And so the judge themselves has to determine whether they're going to impose the death penalty or whether they're going to impose life life imprisonment, for instance. And one knows that as individuals, we are all open up to our inherent biases. Uh, for instance, in um, American research, there shows that when it comes to the imposition of the death penalty, that is disproportionate and that often more black people or people from the lower socioeconomic classes are sentenced to death. And obviously, it's also a question of access to justice because those people might not be able to afford as as good a lawyer. So it's a question of access to judges and affordability of a good defense team and biases on the side of the particular judge or uh, flaws with the fact that it's a very arbitrary decision-making process. And then if you look at it under international law, the death penalty is a violation of international law. And when we look at the handful of countries that continues to practice the death penalty in the world, we're looking at countries like China, we're looking at countries like Iran, we're looking at countries like, like Saudi Arabia, like uh, South Sudan and Yemen, we're often looking at war-torn countries or um, countries that are arguably can be labeled extremists in certain um, aspects. So one has to ask the question whether we want to hold company with these types of, uh, of countries who are practicing the, the death penalty.